Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Hay, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's very finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in studio with my co-host Paulette Stout. Glad to be back with you, Paulette. Missed you last week when we had a pre-recorded version, Best of the Best. And now I have the best of the best for you, for real. I have Hall of Fame, world-renowned turf writer Steve Haskin with us on the phone. Always love to have him with us. Steve, welcome back. Uh, it's a real pleasure. It's always a pleasure. And I thank you for calling me world-renowned because I've been getting emails from, uh, from fans in Kathmandu. Kathmandu? And, and then, yeah, I, the last three I've gotten were from Kathmandu and Nepal. The Philippines wow. and the Netherlands. <laughs> Wowee, that's so cool. So I, I guess I guess I am world renowned. If you add that to the emails I've gotten from Iceland, Chile, and a small town in Argentina. That's oh, wow. really, cool. really, really cool. Yes, it is. So, and you know, we had this little technical issue with the sound when uh, when we started the show and and we had a few minutes to chat and so we were talking about dinner and um, and Steve <laughs> said that his favorite meal is Comforting salmon wiggle. Ew. I love salmon. You're going to have to it's tell me. It's only, only where <laughs> my, my wife makes it. It is, it is the absolute ultimate in comfort food. Oh, if, I, if, anybody, if anybody wants a recipe, they can, uh, they can email my wife. Okay. She, she'll charge him very little for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be doing it after the show. I want to try the salmon wiggle. How could you not like something <laughs> called comforting salmon wiggle? I know. You're right. I love the sound of it. First of all, I want to congratulate you because we are going to see your writings on secretariat.com, which I'm absolutely thrilled. That starts this Friday, the 14th. And um, I'm just... That's I'm awesome. Just, oh, yes, it That's is. That's going to be cool. I'm, oh, I know. It's right where he belongs. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very so excited th- about it. I mean, actually, my first column is up, it was up yesterday. Um, I did a story on, the, um, on, on a headstone that was made, beautiful headstone for Eddie Sweat. Oh yes, I, I read whole, that. I, I did a whole story on uh, on Eddie Sweat and his life, and I read had that. Some unbelievable quotes from his sister Geraldine. So oh, wow. uh, it's gotten it's gotten a very good response. So that was my first uh, that was my first story up. I read and that. When, when, yeah. when, when all these people tell me how how they cried and move them to tears, that's what a writer dreams of to make people cry. <laughs> yes. That's true. And, and actually, I'm always a mixture when I read your stories of laughing and crying. And I always said the best movies that you see on either television or at the movie theater are always the ones that you yeah. can laugh and cry at. And, and yeah. I think that's what makes a great writer is when you one paragraph, you're it's tumbled to, over and the elicit, next. Elicit yes. emotions, yes. you know, that are real. That's yes. true. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm, an, I'm, an old, I'm an old softy anyway. I still, I still <laughs> cry every time I see the end of Breakfast at Tiffany's when they find a little pussycat in the rain. <laughs> and, 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 they, and I remember the first time I saw the movie, I said, if they don't find this cat, you're going to be upset. Out in the gutter. <laughs> if they don't find this cat, even though I love the movie, I will hate the movie if they don't find the cat. <laughs> and then you hear the cat give this little meow, and then the music starts up, 
and I lose it. I'm oh, gone. Oh, I know. Don't you love it though? And and anything with four legs in a movie is a you know is usually a tearjerker at some point in the movie whether it's halfway through or at the end or whether oh, it's good or it. bad it just makes you cry so oh um, when i saw when i when i when i saw born free in the movies mm -hmm. I, I had to sit there <laughs> yes. people were coming in for the next showing and i couldn't leave because i was drowning in tears I at the know. end of born free i know remind me not to go to a movie with you we'll be but bawling you know, our eyes I out <laughs> As I've gotten older, yes, you, yes, I've gotten yes, worse. Yes, but you are talking to a person, by the way, who at the at the who at, at the age of uh, ten, bawled his eyes out when Elvis Presley got killed in Love Me Tender. I know. Oh, God. I know. Well, I'm the one that used to cry in every Lassie movie. I can't watch them anymore. <laughs> oh God! Yes, <laughs> of course. I can't watch the movies. So. Um, Steve, I, I, I actually I love chatting to you like this. It's great, mm -hmm. the best. Um, but uh, my intention was to ask you to talk derby to me, darling. <laughs> there, is, there is no one on earth I would rather talk derby to. <laughs> By the way, before he starts talking derby to me, I have to say that his um, his 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 new deal, which I'm really excited about, is called Asking Haskin. But I just realized I'm the only one that doesn't make that rhyme the way that it should. <laughs> yes, you've, you've totally ruined it. I know. The, the thing is, the, pers the person who thought of it, uh, Leonard Lusky, he's from Louisville. So he, he says, Askin Haskin. I know, and, I know, Leonard. <laughs> and you got an Oskin in there, so... Uh, I know. I know I ruined it. Tell Leonard he knows me. Say Louisa spoiled the whole thing. She announced it and she said it's asking Haskin. Yes. <laughs> he knows me. I would mess it up, so you can nobody with a British accent can ever mess anything up. No, that's true. We can get away with it, can't we? You can yell can. a lot you and it sounds funny. <laughs> I know I can just giggle and go, whoops. <laughs> As long as you giggle in a British accent. That's right, and I do, by the way, and snort. <laughs> that, 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 that I want to hear. Guys like that on recording. Oh, listen, I, I have cut one or two like snorts on the air, haven't I? <laughs> Every once in a while. So, Steve, tell us before we get to the end of this segment because we've had such fun already. Um, what are your uh, What are your derby favourites? Well, uh, anybody who's watched the prep races. <laughs> It's hard to look past his law with Art Collector right behind him. Yes. Those are the two standouts, and it's going to take a, an unbelievable performance to beat both of those horses. That, that's... They're, they're just both so good right now. I know. And Tis the law is really on the verge of superstardom. He really you just is. just look at his races. He's just so consistent. He's an amazing horse. He's running horse. all these great speed figures, but just the way he dominates, and he just improves with every single race, and he's already... Listen, one thing with... We've never, we've never seen before, is a horse coming into the Derby off of a mile and a quarter prep. So he's already run at a mile and a quarter and won at a mile and a quarter. Okay. And believe it or not, the only horse that has won the Derby that had previously run at a mile and a quarter was Canyonero in Venezuela. But, and, and he did it way early because he won at a mile and a quarter and then his next three races were at six and a half furlongs. And that was like 50 years ago. <laughs> that was that was that was a long time. It was 1971. Yes, 50 years ago was a long yes. time. <laughs> so art collector. But, uh, art collector. I mean, you, you had to love his race in the Ellis Park Derby, and he's actually more versatile than his the law because he can beat you on a lead just off the pace, or he can come from seven eight lengths out of it. He's an extremely versatile horse. Uh, Tis the law. I call him the machine. 
He's always in the right spot, always on the outside, running third, two, three lengths off the pace, and then he just goes and he's gone. He's amazing. He really is. He's, um, he's really one to watch for sure. I think that would be very exciting to see him do well. How do you feel about what a weird year this has been as far as when we're having the Derby? And at that, do you think that's changed anything or you think Tis the Law would have been in the spot he's in even if it happened in May? He's the one horse, so I would say he would have been in the exact same spot because mm -hmm. he'd be coming into the Derby off of victories in the Holy Bull and the Florida Derby. Mm -hmm. And he had already won the Champagne as a two-year-old. Yeah. So he already had enough bottom and he had enough foundation under him. He would have won the Derby in May. Now here it is September and he looks even better. Yes. But it, the Derby is so crazy this year I because know. of the fact that it's in September. You have horses going into the Derby unlike any way they would go would have gone into the Derby if it was in May. You've got horses going into the Derby, or several of them going in off of eight-week layoffs, 11-week layoffs, and King Guillermo is going in off a four-month layoff. I know, it's a, it's a crazy time. I'm getting the warning sign from the producer. Got to wrap it up. And um, one more quick mention, though. Steve, I want to thank you. If you don't find out from his wife what comforting salmon wiggle is, <laughs> you're missing out. And if you don't check out asking... Haskin. If you want, just come over to the house. She'll make it for you. <laughs> oh, I'm on my way. <laughs> Steve, thank you so much. Hall of Fame turf writer. We love having him on the show. You know he'll be back with us uh, coming up to the Derby. Thanks, Steve. We'll be back in just a minute on the Horse Talk Show. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the host talk show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now! This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa.
lifestyle choice that we embrace in the Pirelli community. The Pirelli Savvy Club gives you the opportunity to connect with a family of like-minded horse lovers where you can ask questions, solve problems, and connect with professionals that really know how to help. You also have direct access to both Linda and Pat Pirelli. You are part of a team, a movement, a way of life. Whether your goals are simply to trail ride or to compete in the Olympics, Pirelli is the foundation for all horse-human relationships. Inside the Savvy Club, you can schedule play days, plan trail rides, create a study circle, share your stories, your tears, your successes, your joys, and get the help and support you need to grow your horsemanship. Anyone can give you a stick or a rope. We can give you a place to belong, learn, and grow. We inspire, educate, empower, and most of all, we celebrate you. My family says I'm obsessed with my horses. That's because you are obsessed. What? No. No, I'm not. Your Facebook page has more photos of more horses than us. And you have names for horses you don't even own yet, like David Hasselhoof. Yeah, because that's a great name. You even talk to us like we're horses. Whoa! All right, smile, everyone. Say sugar cubes. Sugar, sugar cubes. So maybe I'm a little passionate, but that's only because my horses mean so much to me. They're so much more than just pets. They're my therapists. Sometimes I feel like people just don't get me the way horses do. My exercise partners. My best friends. And these best friends won't steal my high school boyfriend at senior prom like Stacy did. <laughs> It's okay. Mommy's not mad at you, Sylvester Stallion. Because my horses are so important to me, I really need them to stay hydrated, which means giving them a good quality salt. I used to give them one of these white salt blocks, but they barely touch the thing. Oh. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the second segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you very much to Larson Hay, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. In the studio with me, co-host Paulette Stout, all masked up. Like because I was... <laughs> yes. Uh, and joining us by phone from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, we have Dr. Connie Finley, DVM. Dr. Finley, welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us. Hi, thank you for having me. Going to talk a little bit about keratomas. We're going to start off with what is a keratoma and what usually causes it. That is a great question, um, and the true answer is we don't really know. Uh, it's a benign growth that occurs with the uh, keratinized tissue in the hoof wall. Um, it is associated with uh, local inflammation, like from trauma um, or potentially a hoof abscess, but. It is a pretty rare finding. Um, there's definitely a lot of horses that will get hoof abscesses and not end up developing keratomas. Um, so at least it, you know, it's something that rarely happens. But it's just kind of this benign growth that occurs. Now, when you do, um, you do some radiographs to discover that and diagnose mm -hmm. it, and then moving on to sort of the next stage. Can you treat this without an MRI, or is it necessary in most cases to get an MRI of the keratoma? 
That's a great question. You definitely can treat it without advanced imaging with either MRI or with a CT. Um, the more advanced cases that you see will have uh, more defined margins that you can identify on radiographs. But and in cases that the radiographs are kind of inconclusive, um, it is recommended to do advanced imaging. And being, if you have the opportunity to do the advanced imaging, it is going to make um, your preoperative planning for the surgery better. You'll get some, so much better pictures of the mass and be able to define uh, exactly what part you need to excise. Is it, is it like a cancerous type of growth? In other words, is it over proliferation of the cells in the coronet area or what exactly is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's oftentimes referred to as a benign mass or benign growth, um, and which meaning that it only occurs in this area of the hoof wall. It can be towards the coronet band um, or and grow down with the hoof and end up being kind of a long cylindrical mass, um, but it also can show up in other parts of the hoof, along the hoof wall, though. And then if surgery is performed, um, is a cast necessary for the horse? Not all the time. I think most of the time it's, it's easiest to manage them in a shoe with uh, some large clips and even just a bandage. Uh, it depends on how much of the hoof wall you have to remove, and that is what gives you access to where the, the growth is at. So the more hoof wall that you remove, the more support you have to give it um, to stay in the appropriate spot. Is a, is a watch and wait um, decision by an owner, um, is that something that can be adopted or is that too risky and does it depend upon whether the abscess is burst and kind of the current situation with the horse? Uh, yeah, I think that certainly is um, good to treat an abscess like that. Um, as long as the horse can stay comfortable and you're trying to help for the abscess to burst out. Horses that end up having keratomas, a lot of times they've been having problems with abscesses that keep coming back in the same foot and keep coming back in the same spot. Clearly a good relationship between the farrier and the surgeon, uh, you know, post-op so that you know that the, the care is continuing through the farrier. I'm sure, I'm sure that's a very yes. important role as well. Yes, absolutely. Because, um, I mean, some of these, if you end up being able to catch them early enough, they can be small enough that the recovery period isn't um, longer than a couple months. But some of them you end up taking a a quite large section of their hoof wall and that does take a lot of good working relationships with farriers to um, continue taking care of them for the two, three, four months afterwards to make sure that their hoof is going to stay healthy and, and grow out well. So it is a several, several months recovery um, uh, and mm -hmm. rehab for the horse to get sort of back on its normal schedule and to be yes, able to ridden yes. and start being ridden and trained again. So right, it, it is right. quite a time-consuming process for recovery, but obviously very important yeah. that you take that time. How, many, how often do you yeah. normally see these? Yeah, do you see a lot of these, Dr. Finley? Not very often. Um, I think she said they were quite rare. We probably <laughs> you see them a couple a year. Yes, yeah. mm -hmm. yes, good. Well, that's good news. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
It is, yeah. Anything especially else? compared to the number of the horses that get foot abscesses. Yes, so. no kidding. Especially with routine. Right, especially with as wet as it's been and everything yeah. lately. I think yes. that's a time of year we do tend to see a lot mm -hmm. of abscesses, so it's good mm -hmm. that we don't see too many uh, <laughs> keratomas. Dr. Finley, I want to thank you so much um, for being with us and, and just ask you, is there anything else that you want to, uh, to add to that? Any other tips or hints or anything that, uh, that you think our listeners may want to know? Uh, no, I think pretty good. And it's just definitely knowing your horse. And if you keep having a similar problem in their foot, uh, that should be your first cue to, to investigate it further. Further, so, right, definitely. Yeah. Um, PetersonSmith.com is the website for Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you, Dr. Finley, for being with us again, and um, we hope you have a great night. Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And Peterson and Smith's phone number is 352-237-6151. Paulette, is that the first time you'd heard of a keratoma? No. Have you come across them? Never. Haven't I've, you? I've never seen one. Abscesses, uh, corns, um, you know, lots of other things in the foot, but never a keratoma, believe it or not. I know. I, I actually was the same way until I think the week before last. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and my mm -hmm. mom has a horse that um, actually have the x-rays I'll show you after the show. Cool. Uh, my mom has a horse that has one. Mm -hmm. uh, and she did a sort of a life-saving procedure on the horse when mm -hmm. it was very young mm -hmm. because it had a foot problem. Mm -hmm. And it makes you wonder maybe if there's any you know, repercussion from that. Mm -hmm. But but yes, it's um, fortunately it's had, benign usually. I hadn't seen um, canker until I came here. So I've seen a lot of canker. And and we see a lot of summer sores here as well. Yeah. It's just this, mm -hmm. you know, this climate in the summer. Mm -hmm. We have a couple of these mm -hmm. wet and yep. humid months and we yep. start seeing mm -hmm. all these problems with flies yeah. and that yeah. sort of thing. So mm -hmm. it sounds like a horse with a repetitive abscess problem could in, in, in mm -hmm. fact it would be mm -hmm. worth investigation mm -hmm. and having the radiographs mm -hmm. and whatnot mm -hmm. um, for that so yeah. Uh, yeah. so certainly something that you can uh, you could be concerned about first time might ever come across it yeah uh, and it's uh, definitely a different mm -hmm. a different topic yeah. uh, so petersonandsmith.com if you have any questions you can reach out to them again the number 352-237-6151 and we'll be back on the horse talk show in just a few minutes stay with us Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family-owned, licensed and insured, get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. 
All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you and bought by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you very much to Larson Hay, Idaho's very finest alfalfa. They are our broadcast sponsor. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my, who are you anyway with that mask on? I don't know. <laughs> Paulette Stout, <laughs> a.k.a. Um, it, it matches your shirt. It looks great. Uh, I love it. Uh, she's all masked up according to the uh, mask mandate for the city. Good girl. I can't talk with one on. Really? This is city mandate? Too? Yes. Is it? Yes. It is. I didn't know that. Yes. Um, but I'm, I'm getting used to the USEF, USDF, so we stay with that. Yeah, it was city-mandated last week. The mayor vetoed it. Mm -hmm. The mayor, not the mayor as in female horse, the mayor as in the mayor of Ocala vetoed mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And then the city overturned that veto, I think, either today or yesterday. So you are complying. Good but girl. you know what? I don't mind. I really don't. You I know, I all kinds of designer ones. Yeah, no, there's some <laughs> cute, you know, I like the clear ones. I actually got a clear one and Michelle Stone, our commissioner, was like, where'd you get that from? It's great. I don't mind masks except when I had to wear one for 14 hours traveling. That was terrible. What's really hard is when you're at a horse show and it's really, really hot. You're using, those make you almost pass out. Um, yes, and, and when I was sitting with um, a gentleman, bless him, who was taking up one and a half seats in the airplane, <laughs> and he was, um, he was in, taking up half of my seat, and then I was very glad I had one on. I'm not a fan yeah. of being mandated to wear one, but I don't mind wearing one no, by my mind. own choice I don't mind. to wear one. Um, anyway, speaking of the trip and the airplane, we went to four states in five days. Uh, we drove over 1,400 miles total. We were fortunate enough to be in beautiful Idaho, courtesy of Larson Farms, uh, our broadcast sponsor, who took us to see the hay fields and to see the farming uh, of thousands and thousands of acres to produce the best of the best hay to bring to you here in Florida. So we got to see some of that and hear some of that. And I met a couple of his uh, farmers that have about 140 acres or so that they farm. And um, we are going to take you to that interview right now with Janelle and I'm Brian Green. I'm in Idaho. Very fortunate to be uh, checking out the process of uh, making Idaho's very finest alfalfa uh, here at the farm with Janelle and Brian Green. They have about 140 acres there farming here uh, in Idaho. We've been enjoying a great week, uh, learning a bit about this hay process. So, um, 
tell us a little bit about the hay process, about the planting, and how long it takes to mature to be uh, a fine hay that we have. Usually the second year you have The first year there could be a few weeks of it. This hay is, is 
it's really soft and, and really nice. It's lovely. Uh, it's uh, like a really good quality. It is. Now, how long can this be stored and still be sold and still be in this quality? It'll still look like that if it's in a fully enclosed barn in three years. Wow. Yeah, if it's in a clean, dry environment, not down on the dirt, kept, kept care of. Noise. Still got good quality paint for that long. So, you, you can, once you plant this, you get about three crops out of the planting, is that right? Before you, you have to re pay in, then you re plant again. No, they, this will last uh, typically a hay crop like this field would be from five to eight years, depending. Depending on the winters, like we get heavy winters, if we don't have a lot of snow and the ground freezes, sometimes the grass, we have winter kill and kill the grass, and same with the alfalfa, sometimes we have a, a winter kill. So, you know, Mother Nature plays a big role in it all. So when I say, you know, it could be five years, you know, as soon as it's not economical to continue on with this particular uh, I'm here with Brian and Janelle Green at their lovely farm, seeing how they make the absolute finest uh, and alfalfa mix. It's absolutely beautiful hay here, and uh, to just be able to be part of it and see the whole process. We supported for the horse sculpture. So uh, there we were in the hay field. Uh, got to see uh, some incredible hay being uh, created there and uh, Richard took me out to meet them and it uh, was uh, really an uh, incredible experience and opportunity uh, to, to check all of that out. You had a question, Paulette? It was interesting when they said that um, the orchard alfalfa um, mix was better than just plain alfalfa because it is a high protein and high protein goes through the kidneys and that's, it's hard on the kidneys. So I thought that was interesting that they that they said that and, and they I, like the mix better yeah and I and I think people have got to realize how they feed their horses when they have when you have pasture it's it's environmental it's location where you're at as to how you feed what type of grain what type of uh, concentrate which what you call call it concentrate and forage and being able to balance it correctly for the vitamins and the minerals and things like that. So I thought it was really interesting that they said that. It is. And I apologize for the sound. Some of that, unfortunately, will have to be cut out to air on the radio this weekend because she won't be able to get it quite as well, which is why we've carried on talking a little bit longer because we want to be able to share a little bit with you in case you missed some of that. And I, I want to apologize in the last segment. Unfortunately, when Dr. Finley was on, we had about a 30-second uh, yeah, sound technical, out, technical yeah. uh, issue. Mm -hmm. So um, coming back, we're going to have a little uh, clip with Richard Larson himself, the owner of Larson Hay, and uh, more from Idaho in just a few minutes. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. 
This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. The Equine Performance Center Ocala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show is sponsored in part by Innova Wellness Spa, committed to providing the best, most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients. Find them on the web at InnovaWellnessSpa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and obviously the finest orchard as well. As we were just listening, many apologies if it was a little windy and you lost some of that. Um, it's actually very windy in Idaho and no humidity, uh, although it was in the 80s and occasionally the low 90s. The weather was absolutely gorgeous. It was an incredible trip. We actually landed in Utah, went uh, to Idaho, then to Wyoming, to Montana, and then back to Idaho again, and then back to Utah to fly out. So it was uh, quite a whirlwind trip there, 1,400 miles in, uh, in five or six days. It was quite incredible. Thank you to Larson Hay uh, for taking us there and for letting us have that experience and uh, find out some of what goes on to truly make sure that here in the horse capital of the world we get uh, the best hay that we possibly could for our beloved four-legged horses and we certainly uh, we do appreciate that the four-legged family needs good nutrition mm -hmm. and uh, we're certainly uh, very very grateful that we have that opportunity to get such incredible quality hay when you see what goes into that procedure so we are going to try and play the um, a little bit of the interview here with Richard Larson the owner of Larson Hay um, again apologies if it is a uh, a little windy in these interviews it's very hard to tell when you're not in the studio whether or not yeah. uh, the sound is going to be good enough until you get back here and test it but how many, um, how many acres was out there that they were farming that they farm 140 but all together between all of them and all of the the farms mm -hmm. that the hay comes from there's 12,000 acres yeah. and because of where they are they actually have to pay an arm and a leg for water rights yeah um, to yeah. be able to but you that, know to but water that. that so that's a big hefty expense yeah. that Line, that land is so rich yes. when they water that they can really get a good um, yes, a production. beautiful crop. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. it's mm -hmm. just incredible to see. And and you know what's really neat about um, seeing Richard at work 
is he is driving around all these acres and acres all the time looking at all this hay to make sure it is the finest quality and he is so particular about this process mm -hmm. you know that if there's any weeds then it's going to go blister to be cow beetles. hay yes there he is, is watching there's something that I've learned is blister beetles are only in certain areas and they travel in like little herds so usually when they would get it, it would be in only a few bales, but it's deadly. But there's yes. places that they don't have blister beetles, and they actually have an insurance on their hay that is blister beetle free. That's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Little fact I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I will say though, seeing the seeing this all in action for me was it was just an incredible experience because I I mean I well, honestly it's a, I it's a lot of hard yes. work oh my gosh it's a lot of knowledge a lot of hard yes. work and lifting those bales is incredible because yes. some of it is done by hand not always by tractor yes and and Richard is fourth generation farmer in the Larson yeah. family and one night I called him about something that we were doing the next day and he I said are you busy because I didn't want to bother him when he, if he was busy with his family or whatever. And he said, oh, actually, I'm just driving out to one of the hay farms. And it was mm -hmm. probably eight or nine at night. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. we're going to try and play a little bit of this. Um, I'm just going to let you know that Brick City Creative team is not responsible for the sound on these. Um, these are my uh, opportunity to chat to them in, um, in Windy, Idaho. So here we go. Here it is. Days we can break the hay together, and that helps it dry more even. 
and then it's more of a windrow, so when we bring the bather along, it can make a more uniform bale of hay, um, rather than just having a little bit and then a bunch of little bit. We're trying to make it real uniform. So once it's baled, we'll pick it up from there, and like this in the back of us is, is a bundle of 21 bales, and two string bales that are roughly 60 pounds. And we'll take this Amazing. What an experience and getting to see all of that happening and what incredible scenery uh, that was. Again, apologies, it was a little bit windy. Uh, we will be back in just a few minutes. We've got more Idaho and more Larson Hay stories for you. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. 
The equine performance center Opala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors on West Highway 40. Stock up for summer and fly season now with fly mask, fly control, and spray, vaccines, and all you need for a Florida summer. Tons of farrier supplies, healthcare, and stable supplies at TT Distributors. Like them on Facebook or online at ttdistributors.com. This show is sponsored in part by Innova Wellness Spa, committed to providing the best, most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients. Find them on the web at InnovaWellnessSpa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Uh, switching it over now, um, we're still chatting about Idaho, and, uh, but we're going to go uh, on, a, on a slightly different tack. We're going to tell you a little bit about the, uh, about the trip. But before we start, I want to do a shout out for Pulse Center of Ocala. Equestrians' bodies tend to be uh, beaten up more than yes. most because we get up at five in the morning and we finish at God knows what time at night, uh, very late. And uh, we work hard, we ride hard. Um, if you're competing, I know that your body aches probably every day. A lot of us have chiropractors that take care of us or massage therapists like Paulette. Mm -hmm. um, but really, if you want to feel completely well, you need pulsed electromagnetic field. And I can tell you from personal experience, uh, the week that I was gone, uh, in Idaho, I really missed being pulsed. I think all equestrians need to be. Uh, I have friends who are using the Pulse Center of Ocala now for um, therapy, either for knees or backs or aches and pains. And overall, uh, the, the testimonials that I'm receiving from them are incredible. Uh, all body processes run on cellular function and each cell in our body uses energy as its fuel. It is so important that when a, a cell is sick or injured, the energy uh, the cell is much uh, lower than it should be. And so you need to be pulsed. We all need to be pulsed. And I'm going to be trying to get in, if not late this week, early next week, to catch up on my sessions. And I think it's really important for equestrians. And they're now also offering uh, that for uh, equines as well. So Miriam is on the road uh, with, the, uh, with the portable pulse machine. So definitely call them, check them out, Pulse Center 
of Ocala. We've been talking about hay. We've been talking about the trip mm -hmm. um, to Idaho. Mm -hmm. and, and by the way, I just have to say, I honestly never in my imagined that Idaho was so beautiful and mountainous. I always just yes. imagined flat farming land. Yeah, Idaho, and Idaho potatoes. Yes, I know. Them. You always think of potatoes, right, when you think of Idaho. <laughs> yeah. um, but really, just an absolutely, gosh, what an incredible place. We're going to share some photos if you're joining us on Facebook. By the way, if you're listening on the radio and you haven't liked us on Facebook yet, you should at the Horse Talk Show. Uh, you also can find us on the Horse Talk Show TV on YouTube and find some of our videos. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, visiting the hay fields. Got to see the baling, mm -hmm. uh, which was incredible. This is the hay terminal, actually, at Larson, where we went to take the helicopter ride. Wow. Um, and they actually took us uh, in a helicopter up and over the thousands and thousands of acres. Now, do they own those farms? Um, yes. Uh, now, the one the Greens owned it is not theirs, but the majority of this, um, of this land is. This is when we went to take the helicopter ride and they took us up and over the fields. And it's interesting because you can see it's, it's in circles, mm -hmm. yes, which is it's really fascinating. Um, and actually, they're growing barley for, um, for a, an organic beer out there as well. So there's hay, um, there's some organic barley um, that some of Richard's family are growing, and then, of course, there's some potatoes. But hay is the, the real prominent crop, is the, mm -hmm. the one they're farming the most. But the circles are really, um, really neat to see. Uh, and it's really fascinating. Now, but when how you, are they getting the water to it? So they all they have those irrigation systems that come out and they go down the whole from, field. From big wells. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that comes, of course, from, you know, they, they have to pay for water rights. Their family so pays the mineral, for... So the mineral rights out west are hard to get. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to see this because there's such a science to this. I mean, you know, you have to be up praying at night, not for rain or for rain or, you know, for, for conditions to be favorable um, for all of this to just work out. And uh, mm -hmm. this is from about 500 feet up. And as you can see, there's nothing but farmland for mm -hmm. just miles and miles. Now, did they say miles. why they're doing it in circles? Did they ever tell you that? Um, well, they do it because that's how the irrigation systems and how it's easier. You know, the irrigation systems on like a, it's called a pivot, actually. Mm -hmm. I learned that that's okay. called a pivot. And so the irrigation systems go around. Well, like, like a yes, radius. Exactly, in mm -hmm. a radius, right. Now, if mm -hmm. this land was 50,000 an acre, you couldn't possibly afford to cut corners off like that. Right. But this land is about 6,500 an acre. And when it comes to the irrigation and the actual farming, it's much easier if it's in these pivots. It's mm -hmm. everything's set up mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that way. So mm -hmm. they, they do them in pivots. And it's just kind of a neat so way of separating. So then they plant in that. Yeah. They, would they plant in circles. Yep. So are they harvesting in a circle is that what they're doing? I would think so, huh? Well, you'll actually, you'll get to see some of that in a minute. So this is um, on Monday morning. Um, this is when we, uh, as I said, if you're joining us on Facebook, or if not, you can go to the Horse Talk Show Big on Facebook. John and Deere look at these. tractor. Yeah, <laughs> lovely, right? I'd love to have one of those. So this equipment is so expensive. I was just um, mm -hmm. blown away by how much it cost to actually have all of this. But this is when they were, um, they were there was a um, baling and also a... Um, there was a time when they were turning it as well, so, so we got to see. So they cut and they raked this into yes. rows, and then they rake two rows together, yep. mm -hmm. which is really neat. They rake yep. two rows together, and then they um, they and fluff then they, and dry it. Yep. Mm -hmm. But what was neat was he's so particular about this that he has a steamer because if hay, in his opinion, is just a little bit too dry, then he will actually steam well, it in the baling process to make sure that you don't get dry yeah. hay. I mean, and that's that, how and particular. That's, and that's what's so important about this hay because. 
in my experience with alfalfa and being in Florida, we used to haul in from New Mexico. In most cases, when it's grown other places, there's too much moisture in the hay, and the hay does not last. So out there, it's a drier climate, mm -hmm. and therefore the hay processes a lot different, and the hay keeps better. Mm -hmm. So out there, it could get a little too dry, like you're saying, so right. they need a moisture content in there for it. But they this can is keep in it the, for a year. Yeah, this is when he took us in the in the hay terminal. You actually didn't see the end of that video. It was really cute. I, mm -hmm. It got cut off, but it was me falling back in the hay with the tractor coming. But I'm not sure why we, we lost that somehow in it. But the this is in the, in the actual hay terminal. Uh, it's fascinating to see the amount of hay. Huge that they, building. Yes, oh my gosh, it's now, amazing. Now those big bales, the big bales, how much did they weigh? Um, they, they are half a ton or a ton. The square bales, the pasture bales are, mm -hmm. you can have either, either now, one. Is that compressed? Or yes, not? that's the compressed. Uh -huh. I get a half because I only have, um, a, this might be the end of the funny video. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's honestly, you could sleep in this hay. It is that soft, soft. Mm -hmm. and that incredible. Uh, and it, I'm it, sure the smell is amazing. Yeah, and for you, um, for for um, for our uh, women out there, this is um, actually a woman driving this tractor. Funnily enough, she's on the phone. Um, and I think I said to Richard, I hope she's not on the phone or anything. And she was. <laughs> but um, but uh, she's obviously communicating with the other, you know, drivers. Now, if you notice, it does look like it's on the circle, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. It, I think that they do go around and around. Because when we saw the baling in the morning mm -hmm. before this in the other field, they were baling. Um, they actually were going in a circle. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing they just farm. They have to farm in circles yeah. to be on that pivot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is where we were watching some of it that have, this is what was baled in the morning that I got to see being baled. And um, this is when they start loading it. It's such a procedure. It takes a village mm -hmm. and it takes so much they equipment. Because they've got to stack it so yes. well. Now, how many cuttings do they get off of their field? Um, about three. Um, mm -hmm. it, a three a year is normally um, June, July and August. They get three cuttings. Um, and it sounds like from what Brian was saying earlier that, you know, when initially a planting's about five years. So there's Brian and Janelle and Richard mm -hmm. uh, and I. Just, uh, gosh, I mean, look at the sky and the weather. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it, it was actually incredible to see all this equipment, actually. Yeah, that's a big square bale. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, did they say any difference between the, the first, second, and third cutting? What is the difference between that? Hay? No, they, they try to consistently have three good crops every year but, out of but these. But like from the first cutting to the third cutting, is there any difference in the in the actual protein level or the consistency? My, my, the, I will check that for you, but my understanding is that it's consistently, you know. Because normally in a lot of cuttings, like the first crop might be a little fibrous and it doesn't get as tall by the third um, you know, Good cutting. question. We yeah. will find out that for mm -hmm. you. We've got to go to break. Um, somehow you didn't get to see the end of the video. It was actually pretty funny, and uh, it was me getting rescued by Richard out of the out of the hay pile with the uh, <laughs> with the tractor coming at me. It was pretty pretty good stuff. Anyway, never mind. Maybe Those for been another good show. For hay rocks. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> we'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure. The best sales staff and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, find new roads. 
This show was brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors on West Highway 40. Stock up for summer and fly season now with fly masks, fly control and spray, vaccines, and all you need for a Florida summer. Tons of farrier supplies, healthcare, and stable supplies at TT Distributors. Like them on Facebook or online at ttdistributors.com. The Equine Performance Center Opala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family owned, licensed and insured. Get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown <laughs> Chevy you experience. <laughs> Thank you to Larson A, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa and finest orchard as well. Uh, apologies if you tuned in for the first time and got some sound issues. This uh, is not the norm for us. <laughs> uh, I do want to do a shout out though. Paulette has a book. Paulette, can you show that to them? Uh, Florida Thoroughbred. What is um, Charlene? Help me. I'm terrible with names. Charlene R. Johnson. Thank you, Charlene R. Johnson. Mm. But thank you to Ellie Hancock, who special delivered that to me yesterday. She found it. Um, she got Charlene to sign it inside. And it has got some of the coolest photographs in it. Um, some black and whites of like OBS start and and needles. needles. Yes, needles. it's got a lot of black and whites in there too. It's a great book. I'm really excited. It's got a lot of Florida thoroughbred history in it. I'm really excited to read it. So I just wanted to thank Ellie very much. Make sure you get your copy if you want win. to learn. I know, isn't that lovely? Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, back to the really been chatting a little bit about visiting uh, Idaho and actually. Uh, learning a whole lot about um, farming hay and just really appreciating the true hard work and dedication that goes into making sure the horse capital uh, and, uh, and five or six other states all receive the best quality hay and we really had an amazing trip but we're going to kind of give you the little um, in between working um, and trying to catch bailing and interviews and all sorts of other things. Um, we had a load of fun. Um, we actually went through four states all together. Um, we were actually landed in Utah, drove uh, three and a half hours to Idaho Falls, and um, we then ended up the next day in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, 
Um, all of these states are absolutely beautiful. And we touched on Montana um, as well, just to go to, um, to Yellowstone. So really just an amazing trip. And um, we started out uh, our first day um, in, in, this is actually in Jackson Hole. So this is the um, most amazing performance. They are sold out every night, seven nights a week. The owners that serve you the food at this chuck wagon are mm -hmm. also the singers and performers. Yeah, and they, they're have you? Yes. Oh my gosh, they're so funny. Edward was rolling off the end of the seat. Oh, this was in Jackson Hole. Yeah. This is um, the salesman that sold mm -hmm. me a bunch of skincare stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I must need it. Anti-aging. <laughs> Yeah, he looks really happy, doesn't he? Look, I, I look 10 years younger. <laughs> and why is it a man with a beard selling you that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, that's a Were real you good. Attracted to the <laughs> this, um, by the way, top one of one of the top things on my bucket list was to bottle feed baby bears, and at Yellowstone Bear World, um, Richard told. Look at him. <laughs> a boy or a girl? He's a little boy. That's Ooh. Marty. Um, they um, they are just they're absolutely incredible. These um, these so what babies do they, do with them? Um, they once they get to an age where they can go back out in the uh, you know in in with the other bears, but they take them off the them when they're young because apparently the males try to kill. But they don't try to kill them. them. They the bottle woods. feed them. Yeah, they bottle feed them until they're old enough to go back out with the old bears. Look. Oh we God. threw bread to these guys, and they are—they um, knew the, it. But they're in captivity. Oh they? yeah, but they're in captivity in yeah. you know habitat. So in other words, right. they roam all over right. the park, right. um, and they're very happy because they're well fed and well loved. And and they bottle feed these guys. Now they're seven months old, three times a day. Um, so they, you can go and actually do that with the keepers. Um, which is really just an amazing but why experience. But why do they, what's the purpose of it? Is it just for visitors? Yes, or? this is for visitors, to learn mm -hmm. about bears and to mm -hmm. learn about now what they do. these are black bears. Yeah, um, yes, they are. There, are. there are actually a couple of brown as well in mm -hmm. this, and there are some grizzlies. They do have some grizzlies. This is actually, like I said, top of my, one of the top things I wanted to do um, was, was bottle feed a baby now is bear. That, is that a brown bear or a black bear? Um, that is a, well, they're black bears, but some of them are brown. So they're, mm -hmm. they're, the, they're the black bear but some of them are born brown uh -huh. um, and this one's a sort of a brownish black but um, the the these guys are amazing actually they you're allowed to pet them on the head while you're bottle feeding these baby uh -huh. bears and they actually open their eyes and look up at you like I love you yeah. and it's probably one of the most amazing experiences honestly um, you're not allowed to take a camera in so you kind of have to rely on them to get a picture of you but um, but you want to talk about a, a, an amazing place and they don't actually normally allow re-entry, um, but the only feeding that was left was at five o'clock and I had to go and do these interviews and get this bailage footage, bailing footage. Yeah. So I had to leave and come back and I, I found the manager, Roz, and I said, please let us come back. We really want to do the bear feeding. And she gave us a little note so that we could come back in so we could do it, mm -hmm. which was really nice of her. And, now, and how many bears are they raising you? Um, I think it was probably about 12 or 14. Oh, these are elk. Mm -hmm. We got to go and see an elk farm, mm -hmm. uh, which they're amazing. They're so majestic. Mm -hmm. I think elk are just amazing. Now, always, are they raised for meat? or what are Those, they? I believe, are on a, a hunting. Um, you know, oh. where, yes, I know. This is Daisy. 
Daisy the deer. I fell in love with Daisy the deer. She's in the in the petting area. She's 14 years old, um, and and she's just absolutely amazing, incredible. And that's where is that? That's in the bear world as well. They have a little petting area. They have mm -hmm. some um, some some and refuge is that, animals. And, what, and, we're and is that Jackson Hole? Yes. This yeah, is okay. um, th no. This is Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. This is Yellowstone. Okay. Um, but just the sweet, sweet. I mean, you want to talk about? She just wants to lick your face mm -hmm. off. She's so, so sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just an, it was an amazing experience. We just got to do some, um, we, we, he has some, Richard has some friends that have some horses. They ride up the mountains at the Harriman trails. And so we actually rode up this steep mountain and these horses have got to be so sure-footed because I am talking, I, I'm a rider, I've ridden all my life and going up one of the hills, I had to hold on to my horn. It's years since I held on to my horn. Yeah. But I mean, I could feel myself slipping backwards on these hills. And I was leaning way forward and I was like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's like, um, you know, a straight up. Now, what, what, what kinds of horses are This is a Mustang. Um, it is a Mustang. That is a Mustang, yes. Mm -hmm. This is actually a Nevada, funnily enough. It's so now a, are they using a lot of Mustangs out there for this? They do, yeah, mm -hmm. they do. And then the, there was actually one, I think, that was part Andalusian and something else that mm -hmm. one of the men um, was riding, one of the guys was riding. Mm -hmm. um, but they had a bunch of, but that's the view from the top of the mountain we rode up. Yeah. Can you believe mm -hmm. what kind of views? I mean, just an absolutely now incredible. Now that's a lake. Yes. Yes, look mm -hmm. at it. I mean, talk about is it incredible. A, is there a name to it? Um, I think that is actually part of, oh no, I was going to say that's, is that the, I think that may be part of the Snake River, the one that we were actually mm -hmm. rafting on, mm -hmm. um, I think. And then this is um, this is actually the Snake River, which was apparently was mistranslated from the um, Native American Indian word was actually supposed to be salmon, and they got it as <laughs> snake <laughs> instead. Oh, so it's actually called the Snake River. But I think really, um, and that is actually the Snake River, um, white water rafting, which was. Um, very, very so exciting. So they teach you what to do first before you went? Yes, they give you like a little rundown on the instructions, you know, yeah. um, which are like... Stay in the boat. Don't drown. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, hold on to the rope. <laughs> if you fall off, grab the rope. Don't swim for the shore. Most people swim for the shore. Um, the water was 63 degrees Too for the cold. white water rafting. Um, but it was about 89 or so outside. So it was sunny and warm, not yeah. humid. But sunny and warm, so, so how everybody... how many people were in there? What, what uh, about the COVID thing? I think we had about eight or nine people. I don't see masks. Um, no, you don't have to wear masks outdoors. And they certainly weren't social distancing. No. <laughs> um, this is Judd's. This is a very famous place, um, Judd's, where you have to go and do this competition and try and eat a one-pound burger or a two-pound burger. Um, and Edward didn't make it because, I don't, it you know. It looks more like a two-pound or three-pound hamburger. You have to eat all the fries and drink the drink and everything. No, so, yeah, quite good. something. Anyway, we are, believe it or not, at the end of the show. And um, when I was leaving Idaho and had to say goodbye to the Larson family and the Larson team, I cried. Uh, so if that doesn't tell you something about what an amazing trip it really was and I just want to thank Larson Hay for the experience for taking us and uh, the other team members to just to have that opportunity to go and see that area and to mm -hmm. learn more about the hay and more about the farming that gets us uh, truly the best alfalfa and orchard uh, or, or a mixture of both here in the horse capital of the world so Thank you, Larson Hay. Thank you for being our broadcast sponsor, being such a big supporter uh, of the show and for giving us such great experience. And uh, thanks for joining us if you're in the horse capital of the world or not. 
Happy horsing around. Until the same time next week.